Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, LA? This is Baseline. And I'm your host, Parday. That's right. Only on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one network for LA prep sports. And I'm talking basketball. From baseline to baseline, bringing you the raw, the real, and nothing but the funk. That's right, baseline. And I'm your host, Harday, and we're bringing it to you live and direct only on the Believe Podcast Network. So strap up your airs and let's get into it. You know that old saying, I'll beat you with one arm tied behind my back. Well, this social media sensation did that and more. 17-year-old Hansel Emanuel, who's an AAU top talent, had his left arm amputated below his shoulder when he was just a kid. And now, where it may be old news to him, people that are just seeing it for the first time are in awe. Now, it's rare that we look at our disabilities or our disadvantages as an opportunity but his coach explains that this might be one of his greatest gifts. You know, we seldom look at things as a blessing, but if he had both limbs, we never know what he would have accomplished. Now, as a high school junior, we wonder what the next level will look like. His coach says, you know, if you work hard and believe in your abilities, you can succeed in whatever level you want to do. He says this kid is going to go to a D1 college. I mean, and why not? Like, if he's consistently doing these things against this type of competition, why are we even questioning, he says. The question should, it shouldn't be about how high he's going to go, but where he's going to go. Yo, and my man, Hansel Emanuel, I think is about to soar to the top. Well, well, well. So what do we have here? Another podcast with Part A. Talking hoops, man. Hey, you need to tell a friend about this. And also, hit the subscribe button, like, and share it. This is Baseline, and I'm your host, Parday. Yo, yo, yo. All right, we're back. To keep building off the whole college uh, talk and platform, we're going to discuss some things that I really don't like talking about, which is college players getting paid. Me personally, I feel that they should get paid. However, on the flip side of that coin, people make a good argument that, you know, college student athletes that are in college, they're getting a great education. Now, we're from baseline to baseline here. And in this conversation, Although I understand that the scholarship weighs heavily for a student athlete, let's be real. If I am the athlete and you are making money off of my name, image, and likeness, I want a cut. Not even a cut. I want it all. I mean, this is a capitalistic society that we're living in. Why should I not get all of the residuals due? Now, look, who really wins in this coin in this coin toss? It's a, you know, 
I know the colleges are, um, they're creating a platform for, you know, these student athletes, right? You know, this is a stage that's unprecedented. You wouldn't get it in the D League, right? You can only get it, um, you know, at a big time university. It's the reason why historical black colleges aren't turning out the athletes like they should be. I'm still waiting on my dream film to come out that I haven't written yet. This stars five students going to a historical black college like Clark Atlanta University and taking the NCAA by storm. It's not a Cinderella story or a Cinderella story like Dana Dane would say, but it can happen. And I will write that story soon. But I digress. Listen, this new whole uh, talk about name, image, and likeness that's back in the news, they've created a, a deal or a percentage of the cut where the player gets 25%, which is laughable, of the entire pot that they are getting pimped on in their name, image, and likeness. Now, look, we're in a capitalistic society. 25%? Yo, I mean, look, I, I sell t-shirts on Redbubble, and I know I get screwed out of my money because they create the platform. But 25% of my blood, sweat, and tears that are left on a playing field, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling foul. I think it's real, real whack. Give us a 60-40 split. Seriously. Give the player 60-40 NCAA. Yo, these white men in power are bugging. They want to tell women what to do with their body. And now they want, again, the players to shut up and dribble and take whatever I give you. I think not. Next chapter. Yo, big upset last week and high school LA high school basketball. Not sure I understand. Well, I don't either, and neither did Harvard Westlake when they lost 66 to 54 to Chaminade. We're talking about the mighty Harvard Westlake. And look, now they're tied for first place in the Mission League with only two games remaining. Hey, some other scores from last night's games. Crenshaw defeats Washington 78-26. Fairfax over Palisades. Martyr Day over Capistrano Valley Christian. Oak Park over Birmingham 51-42. St. John Bosco defeats Long Beach Poly 64-52. Westchester over Los Angeles CES. And Windward over El Camino Real. You know what the difference is between a hooper and a basketball player? You probably do if you've been watching Last Chance U. They feature former Oak Hill standout Joe Hampton, who's now playing at East L.A. College. And when he talked about it, yo, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And it's a thing that, you know, drives me crazy because, look, a basketball player is just somebody who knows the rules about basketball. They know don't dribble, don't double dribble, don't travel with the ball. They know what a foul is. They know how to make a layup and jump off the right foot. But a hooper, man, 
This is somebody who eats, sleeps, and dreams basketball. You know, like walking up and down the block, dribbling the basketball between his legs, doing moves against invisible defense, pretending to hit the last second shot. You know, that's a hooper. And the difference, you know, between that and a, and a regular player is like the difference between American kids playing soccer and European kids playing soccer. See, one does it and everybody wins a trophy. The other does it because it's the equivalent of oxygen. It just makes you feel alive. And when you're hooping, yo, it's, it's probably the greatest game. It gives you the greatest rush because you can express yourself. It's like poetry in motion when you got the ball on the court and you take somebody to the rack or you pick their pocket or your teammate dunks. You know what I'm saying? You throw an alley-oop to your guy and he just flushes it on, some, on the defense. Yo, it's a feeling that's both individual and team-oriented. And when you're a hooper, you love every single minute of it. And I'm about to sound old as AF, but look, back in my day, you knew who the hoopers were. You could tell by the kicks on their feet. Now, look, I went to a game the other day. And every kid on the squad, from the best player to the bench warmer, had on $200 sneakers. Yo, I got a full-time job, <laughs> and I can't afford $200 sneakers. And this is crazy. So let me tell you. Let's, let's have a conversation. What are the best sneakers in ball right now? Look, according to hundreds of expert reviews of at least 165 different pair of shoes, Here's the top 10 sneakers out to play in right now. Coming in at number one, the Air Jordan 35. Number two, the Nike LeBron Soldier 14. Number three, Under Armour Curry 8. Number four, Nike Kyrie 6. Number five, the Adidas Next Level 2020. Six, New Balance Omni S. Number four, Seven, the Nike PG. Now, this is a really good-looking shoe. It reminds me of the Katie Black History Month shoes that I love so much. Number eight, the Adidas Don issue number two. Number nine, we got the Nike Zoom Freak 2. And coming in at number 10, the Puma Clyde All Pro. These are the top 10 sneakers that you should hoop in. And when I'm out here balling, I know you hear my sneaks. And my favorite shoe to ball in are my Kobe ADs. They retailed when they came out for $190. Now you can find them on StockX for somewhere about $400. So I cannot get another pair. Um, but if you are listening and you want to donate another pair of Kobe AD size 11 and a half to your boy, I am not too proud to beg or receive. Yo, we can go baseline to baseline, kicking a straight up facts about who. 
only on LA's number one premier podcast for LA Prep Sports Baseline with Part A. Yeah, that's me. Oops, there it is. Baseline. Do you believe? Yo, yo, what up, LA? We've come to that time in the podcast where we run down this week's top 10 LA prep basketball rankings. Starting at number 10, Agora. The flavor to savor was Jed Miller, who poured in a school record 62 points, shooting 22 of 35, including 10 trays. Yo, kid was bananas. And drunk all threes. That's what's up. Look, number nine, Saugus. Number eight, Valencia. Number seven, Santa Clarita. Number six, West Ranch. The Wildcats are in the driver's seat to win the Foothill League. Number five, Birmingham. Number four, Chaminade. Revenge had to be super sweet last week when they beat... Rival Harvard Westlake. And now they're tied for first place in the Mission League with two games remaining. Number three, Heritage Christian. Keep an eye on freshman Isaiah Elohim. Number two, Harvard Westlake. Will Cameron Thrower and Truman Gettings continue leading the way for the Wolverines? Maybe. Two games left to see. And number one, you know who it is. The Trailblazers with Amari Bailey continue to do it all. That's our top 10 for this week. Hey, like what you're hearing on Baseline? Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you share with a friend. And make sure you hit the subscribe button. Until next time, LA, make sure you keep your laces tight. Keep some arc on your shot. And when you're in your defensive stance, Slide from baseline to baseline with me, Parday, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for L.A. prep sports. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.